Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Uh, my name is Ryan Pickard. I will be hosting it today. Uh, and in lieu of the holiday, I created a topic today called Loving on Clients, 10 Hacks to Build Rapport and Create Raving Fans. Um, before we get started, a little bit of background on myself. Uh, I have a uh, an extensive background in real estate coaching. I was a national real estate coach. I coached for a company called Y Lopo. I was one of their original coaches, helped you know train their trainers and coach a lot of their clients on really high level stuff. Um, and uh, prior to that, I was in the army in the human intelligence field, where um, you know where we really dug into you know getting motivation and you know being able to communicate with people. So you know a lot of the a lot of the things we're going to talk about today uh, are fundamental principles that are going to allow you to build rapport. Because because at the end of the day, I'm sure that uh, everybody here has heard that, you know, no like, and trust are the three things that you need to get people to uh, to use you, you know, and uh, the like part of it is critically important, especially when you're uh, frankly commoditized in real estate and there's a lot of other people, a lot of competition, and you can uh, pretty much find a, uh, a real estate agent wherever you look. So, so anyways, I'm going to share my screen and we're just going to jump right in. All right, perfect. So again, the 10 hacks to build rapport and create raving fans. Uh, this is going to be recorded. So if anybody wants the slides or wants a playback of this, by all means, you can reach out to Autumn or Jesse uh, and you can get that for them. But there's some pretty, really, you know, pretty good stuff here. So we're just going to dive in here. So number 10, uh, the first thing that you can do uh, to help build rapport with people and create raving fans is to really focus on what the ultimate goal is of the other person and always refer back to that goal. So an example of this, you know, you could talk to someone and say, you know, what is getting you excited about making a move? And they might say, I want to be closer to family. Well, every time I'm going to talk to that person, I'm going to be referring back to that. Maybe not every time I talk to that person, but I understand that that was the very first thing that they said that's motivating them to make that move. So whenever they might be on the fence or whenever I want to refer to something or get them excited, I'm going to say, yeah. And in doing so, we're going to be able to get you back to your family. Okay, so you can pick out these little tiny things and you can always refer back to them. And I wouldn't just pick one. I mean, you really want to actively listen to people and you want to be writing these things down, taking notes, keeping them in your CRM so you can refer back to them. So that's number 10. All right. Number nine is maintain an appropriate dynamic. Now, I didn't really write this presentation in a list of order of necessity or importance, but if I did write this in a, in a, in a list of necessity or importance, this would probably be in the top three. Okay. One thing that's incredibly important is that we maintain a dynamic that's not adversarial. Okay. So, for example, uh, let's say 
let's say that you get someone that's coming in from out of town that wants to buy a house. Okay. And they're in a totally different market. And by the way, I'm in Orlando, Florida. Okay. So it's a very, very hot market. Um, and let's say that somebody's coming from, I don't know, middle of nowhere, New York. Okay. Or Wyoming, or I don't know. So somewhere that just doesn't have as much activity. Well, they may want to come in and start offering $50,000, $60,000 under list price. Think about a year ago. Think about two years ago where you knew that if you didn't come in at least at list price, you're not going to stand a chance. Okay. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to create this adversarial dynamic with them if you don't frame your position correctly. So rather than saying, you know, you shouldn't just, you know, offer $30,000 under list price, what you want to do is create a dynamic where it's you and myself against the issue. And a really good way to do this is to use the word we. You know, I understand why we might want to come in under list price. But, you know, frankly, this market, the tough thing is that if we don't come in with a stronger offer, we could lose the house or we wouldn't be competitive. Okay. So again, think about a desk, think about someone on one side, you on the other side. And that is just absolutely not the dynamic that you want to create. You always want to be on the same side of these people. Hopefully that's a good illustration for you. Moving down to number eight, Number eight is partnering them with the journey, which is exactly what I just said uh, the, with, with the last slide. A really good example of using the word we. I'm, ex I, you know, I'm so excited for us to move. I can't wait for us to find a home. I can't wait for, you know, use the word we, use the word us, include yourself in their story. And again, all that's going to do at a very, very subconscious level is get you super, super connected with them so that they feel close and thus they feel like they've really connected with you and they'll use you for that. OK, they really will. It's a subconscious play, but it's very, very effective. Um, number seven, be reliable in all things. Um, this is I mean, this is just basic life skills right here. Do what you're going to say when you say you're going to do it. And if you're not able to do it, take it on the chin, own up on it and tell them they're not going to do it. Going back to the no like and trust element of people using you, they need to trust you. And if you don't do what you're going to say, that is an immediate way for you to lose all rapport whatsoever. So if you tell them you're going to follow up with them in a month, follow up with them in a month. If you say you're going to be at a home inspection, be at a home inspection. If you say you're going to get information about a property to see what the taxes are, or what the HOAs are, why, you know, how old the roof is, do it and do that consistently. These people, more than if they just like you, they need to be able to trust you. It's critical, critical, critical. So that's number seven here. OK, moving on from number seven, just for the sake of time, number six, uh, the sixth way to or sorry, technically the fourth way. Number six, 10 hacks to build rapport and create raving fans is to start with small talk. It might seem uh, pretty obvious, but, you know, common sense isn't that common, <laughs> common nowadays. And before you dive right into business. You want to just have a conversation about them and how they're doing and what's going on in their world. Hey, Jess, is that your puppy? People online that are listening on this recording are like, what is he talking about? But Jess just hopped in and I see you walking, holding your little puppy. That is like the cutest dog to match with the cutest room. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> so um, perfect example. You're talking to people. You see that Jess has a puppy. That's an instant way to build rapport with people. You know, if they if they if they love their dog enough to hop on camera live listening to something, you know what? That dog is probably pretty important to them. So you have to try to find ways to connect with people and then write that stuff down again. Write it down in your CRM. You're never going to remember 
95% of the things that you should remember because part of your brain, there's something called a reticular activator that literally filters things out and really tells you what to pay attention to, what not to pay attention to, what to remember, what not to remember. But you have to remember that as a real estate agent, the universe absolutely does not revolve around you. It revolves around your clients. And so writing down the things that are most important to them and then being able to circle back and refer to those things down the road is going to do nothing but tight, you know, tighten that relationship. I mean, imagine that Jess and I connected in a month or so. And I said, hey, Jess, how's that beautiful puppy yours? <laughs> you know, she'd probably be like, oh, my gosh, he remembers my puppy. Because people, the, the most important thing to people are themselves. It's just natural. It's like it's a survival thing. So if you write those things down and you refer back to those before you get into the weeds, before you get into business, but you just check and see how things are going on in their world. Quick question. Are you loving this podcast? We record it live Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific on Zoom. Want to join us live? Go to agentpowerhuddle.com. Next month, we're changing the format to only release two podcast episodes per week. So if you still want the replays of the daily version, you'll need to start going to our website, agentpowerhuddle.com to hear every episode. All right, back to the show. It's going to skyrocket you into the stratosphere when it comes to building rapport and grading raving fans for these people. Okay. Now the next thing is to maintain constant contact. Now, what I mean by this, there's, there's two different elements here. Okay. When we're talking about active clients, you always, always, always want to be setting an appointment to set another appointment. What I mean by that is when you show a house, what are the next steps? Some people call it moving the sale forward. Okay. When you're in that transaction phase and people, you know, people are looking to, uh, to buy something right now. But even when you're nurturing people, you always want to have a task set into place so that you're constantly reaching out to these people. Now, I know that I suffered from this for a really long time because I'm super analytical and there are probably a lot of other people that suffer from this as well. But if you get hung up with how often to call people, I don't know if I should call them every month, every two weeks, every four weeks, or you know, every, every two months, whatever the case is, call them every month. Something is better than nothing. So an action plan on your CRM do something, put a task in your CRM, and then you tell them, look, I'm going to give you a call in a month. I understand you don't want to buy or sell in six months, but I'm going to give you a call in a month. A month later goes by. Hey, Joe, it's Ryan. Look, I just wanted to reach out to you. I told you I'd give you a call in a month. And as promised, I just wanted to touch base with you real quick because we do what we're saying we're going to do. Okay. And if you do that consistently compared to what 95% of other real estate agents out there are doing, which is nothing, if I can be candid, you would be amazed what that is going to do for your business. Now, again, we can't possibly remember everything. So the best thing to do is to lean into that CRM, create action plans, set tasks, and then just hit your tasks every single day and just touch base, touch base, touch base. Another thing real quick on this, not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but I just think it's important to bring this up, is that if you call people and they don't pick up the phone because they're working or whatever the reason is, they just don't pick up the phone, or you text them and they don't respond, you need to look at that as mission accomplished. There's a really good book out there called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And one of the things in this book that it talks about are lag metrics versus lead metrics, okay? Lag metrics are essentially the, the things that you are going to do 
I actually, I think I have it mixed up. Lag metrics are the end result. You know, if you want to sell 100 houses, that's the that's the that's the end result. The lead metrics are the executable actions that you're going to do in order to get to those results. So you want to sell 100 houses a day, you're going to talk to 20 or a year, you're going to talk to 20 people a day. You're going to knock on 50 doors or whatever it may be. Okay, but kind of digressing from that, the important thing to keep in mind here is when you're calling people or you're texting people, even if they don't return your text or even if they don't pick up the phone, they're going to hear your voicemail. And they're going to see your text. And at a minimum, especially if you're doing this consistently, what you're doing is you're making your name synonymous with real estate. So whenever they think real estate, they think of you. That's what it's all about. It's kind of like branding. That's why remarketing is so powerful because they see you over and over and over again. Well, let me tell you something. Remarketing, there's a hierarchy here. Emails are higher than, you know, more effective than remarketing ads. You know, texts are more effective than emails and phone calls are more effective than texts. Just like in-person meetings or breaking bread with people is more effective than phone calls. But as long as you're doing any of those consistently, I can almost guarantee it's more than what you're doing right now. If you're like anybody else in the world. Okay, so that's number five. Maintain constant contact. All right. Now, number four, find opportunities to demonstrate integrity and loyalty. Going back to the no like and trust this trust, <laughs> you know, it's right there for you. Uh, and again, the, you know, the idea here is you want to try to find ways to demonstrate that, you know, that, that you can be trusted. Now, I'll give you a really good example of this. Um, a really good example of this is if you're working with somebody that is uh, pre-approved for FHA financing and you go through a home that's a little bit older. And if you're in the north, let's say there's basements. And you see that there's water in the basements. All right. Well, you can't have any pooling water. So you'd point that out. Or you see that there's cracked windows, for example. And you know that with FHA, you can't have cracked windows. That's not going to pass the appraisal. Or you see cracking in the foundation rather than saying nothing. And by the way, I know that the majority of you guys are doing this. So I'm just kind of painting a picture here. OK, rather than saying nothing, use that as an opportunity to demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, that you're competent, and that they can trust you. They love the house. You say, yeah, you know, this is a really, really great house. However, one thing that I think may be a little bit of a threat to us, going back to what I said before, is you see this pooling water right here? Yeah, that's going to be a problem with the FH, you know, with the FHA appraisal. Now, we can mop it up and maybe it's no big deal. But the other thing I noticed as well is the roof is a little bit old and you have to have at least three years left on the roof. You know, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? Okay, so try to identify those things that you can do to really show them that you're looking after them. Because again, the center of your universe is your clients. All right. All right, moving on. Number three, and this is a really, 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 really big one. Never, ever use the word why. Okay, you should take that word and you should literally just delete it from your vocabulary, okay? The reason being, because I know you guys probably want to ask why, and I'm telling you not to, okay? The reason that you want to delete that word is because it's an adversarial word. It's like a, it's like a proverbial knife cutting through people because it's a challenging word. When you say why, people are taken aback. They say, whoa, hold on, wait, whoa, I don't feel good about that because you immediately don't agree with what I'm saying. Okay, so try to change that word. Try to use what? Try to use how? Chris Voss and Never Split the Difference, he talks about this. When he's negotiating pe with people, 
you know, and they and I'll just, and again, he negotiated with with hostages, you know, for for the FBI. But kind of bringing it back into the real estate space, you know, somebody offers you thirty thousand dollars under list price, and you come back and say, "Why in the world would I ever take that?" You know, that's going to do nothing but but destroy rapport. But if your response instead is, "I don't know how I could possibly take that," or "What could I do? Well, how could I justify taking that offer?" Okay. Or when you're talking with somebody and they want going back to what I said before, where they want to list me, where they want to offer $30,000 under, under list price, you know, I'm really having a hard time understanding how the seller is going to be able to accept this offer for us. Because again, we want to a maintain that dynamic where it's not you versus me, but it's you and me versus that existential threat. And you want to bring them into your story. You don't want to say you again. I would substitute the word you for us big time as often as possible. Okay. So really try to actively think about this. Whenever you use the word why, I want you to pinch yourself. I don't say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know how, and, and, and look, it's easier said than done. I know that this is really difficult because this word is ingrained in our vocabulary and ingrained in our, in our body. And then we're just so used to doing it. I mean, a lot of us have been saying it for 30, 40, 50 years, but every single time you use that word, I want you to condition yourself to stop, think and say, oh, coachable moment, training moment. How can I rephrase this sentence so that I didn't use why, but instead I use what or how? And the more that you do that, the more you're going to condition yourself and the more you're just not going to use that word anymore. And again, we're talking about subconscious level thinking here, but deleting that word in conjunction with everything else that we talked about. It's going to blow your mind. I mean, it's really, really powerful stuff, how this is going to help solidify relationships. And you got to be cognizant of it because people aren't going to be like, Ryan, I think that you're just great and I'm going to use you. And you know what? I never said that to somebody before, but I just feel something about you. I mean, people aren't going to be that obvious about it because they don't know what they don't know. And we're talking about, you know, deep NLP here. Okay. But what you will find is that you will convert more people, you will have better conversations, you will get more referrals, you will just have a better quality of life, <laughs> frankly. And it's not obviously limited to your clients, it's your friends, it's your family, it's your spouse, it's your kids, everybody. This, this, all of these principles that we're talking about will transcend and transfer into every single element of your life, okay? So again, don't use that word why. All right. So moving on for the sake of time here, uh, the next thing that you can do to build rapport and create raving fans is <laughs> be authentic. I'm sure that we have all saw somebody on TV that is just like blatantly fake or more so found somebody uh, in real life where you're just like, that is not you. And newsflash, if you can read through people like that, the people you're talking to can read through you like that. There are a lot of really great courses out there, really deep courses out there that strip you down to the bare bones and allow you and encourage you to be your most authentic self. You know, so what you say to people, how you act to people, you know, you need to be really, really, you need to be cognizant as to what you're saying. You know, for a really long time, I'll kind of have a moment of vulnerability here. I used to coach people on this script. <clears throat> which I don't really use anymore, but I would follow up with people and I would say like, like Sean, I, I see you on the car right now. So I'll just kind of use your name, for example. So you came in uh, as, as a pay-per-click lead and I said, I'm going to give you a call every single month. And I reach out to you and I would say, Hey, Sean, it's Ryan. Uh, look, I just wanted to reach out to you. I was thinking about you. I figured I'd give you a call. And I thought for the longest time, and I was coached that strip, by the way, from someone that apparently allegedly knew what they were talking about. Um, 
before they lost their license. Um, and they, oops. um, what's that? I said, oops. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so I would use this all the time and it was actually another mentor of mine, uh, that, um, <clears throat> that said, Ryan, you're not thinking about me because we would role play and they would say, why would you use that script? Like, what do you mean? Why would I use that script? I use it all the time and people love it. And they're like, people don't love it. People are going to see right through that because it's like your real estate agent was thinking about you, figured they'd give you a call. Come on, man. Like, seriously? And it really kind of hit me. And I was like, that's just me not being authentic, which, you know, another word for that is that's me lying. And that's a great way to destroy trust, destroy rapport. So don't say those phony lines. If you have any phony scripts locked up in your brain, get rid of them. A script instead of that, like I said before, which leans into doing what you say you're going to do. Use the word as or the phrase as promised. You know, hey, Sean, it's Ryan Pickard. Look, we talked a month ago and I remember you said you don't want to buy for six months, but I told you to give you a call in a month. And that's as promised. I just wanted to touch base and see how you're doing. How are things in your world? How's your dog? <laughs> Going back to seen before. You know, whatever the case is, you know, start with that small talk. You know, how are things in your world? That's a Jesse Zagorski line. I absolutely love it. What's going on in your world? How are things going? How are you? You know, and then you can dive into, well, you know, you said that you were going to buy in six months. I just wanted to check in and see, is that still your timeline? Yep. Okay, great. Well, look, if there's anything you need in the meantime, feel free to reach out to me anytime you have my cell phone number. But what I'm going to do, if that's okay, is I'm just going to touch base every single month just to check in, see how things are going, you know, see what I can do to help you out. Sound fair? Great. And then the next month, hey, Sean, it's Ryan. As promised, I'm giving you a call because what it's demonstrating is that you're doing what you say you're going to do. Okay, so be authentic, be your authentic self. And there are so many other examples of how you can be authentic, the way that you dress, the way that you talk, the way that you act. You know, the hardest thing to do is to live a lie. So don't live a lie. It's really, really simple. And if you don't do that, again, it's going to have a massive impact on the way that you feel, the way that others feel about you and the way that your business and your life is moving. You know, that momentum, it's it's it's, it's really, really powerful stuff, simple stuff. But again, like I said before, common sense isn't that common anymore, unfortunately, you know. So, all right. And the last thing, and then we're going to open up a really quick Q&A with the last five, six minutes that we have, is stay in touch after the transaction. Okay. And again, I'm talking specifically about, you know, your business here. Um, <laughs> but there is a crazy statistic out there that I'll never forget. I learned it one of the, uh, like, right when I got into real estate. Okay. But the National Association of Realtors, they did this study. And uh, what they found was that 86% of homeowners said they would use the agent that they used to sell their home or to, sorry, to help them buy their home. They would use that same agent to help them sell their home if they remembered who they were. I mean, think about that for a second. Like the person that entrusted you to help navigate one of the most stressful and important things in their lives doesn't remember you <laughs> like are you freaking kidding me 86 percent of the time 86 percent of the time now again if you're analytical like me you get all caught up i'm not sure how often to call i'm not sure what to say do i like do i call once a month do i call every quarter do i have to write handwritten notes should i pop by and give them little gifts do i need to have parties one percent is better than zero percent Anything you do is better than nothing. And if you're not sure what to do, 
understand that the average life cycle of somebody buying the average time that someone stays in their home is eight to 10 years. So you don't have to call them every single month for you to be top of mind. Set something in your CRM to call them every 90 days. That's it. And do not use the line. I was thinking about you figure to give you a call. Okay. Because I've really preached on that line super, super hard. And I'm telling you, don't use that line because people won't think that it's authentic. But again, the idea, Hey, Sean, it's Ryan. Just wanted to touch base. You know, I know we talked a couple months ago, but I just wanted to see how things were going on in your world. Then you hit them with the forward family, occupation, recreation, dreams. I mean, you don't have to go through every single one like it's some kind of equation or linear, linear momentum or whatever you want to call it. But just talk to them. See how things are going. But call them every 90 days, once a quarter, four times a year. That's all you need to do. And let me tell you something from a very uh, pragmatic, analytical point of view, once again, when you're looking at lead conversion with Facebook leads or pay-per-click leads or Zillow leads, referrals convert 10 times higher than any of those other leads. Maybe not Zillow. I think those Zillow Live Connect leads, can, they're supposed to convert at about 10, 10%, but trusted referrals convert at 33% and they're free. Well, they're not free, but you're not spending your money. You're spending your time maintaining your relationships with the people that entrusted you in the past. Not to mention that all of those people you sold to in the past are also a seller lead in the future. So it's really, really simple. Put some form of system in your CRM to call them every 90 days. Hey, Sean, it's Ryan. Just wanted to touch base. I know it's been a while. How have you been, man? What's going on? You know, and if you write really good notes in your CRM, maybe you had surgery a couple months ago. Hey, I just want to check in. I know you had that hand surgery. How are you feeling? You know, things like that. You know, I know your daughter, your daughter's uh, just graduated from, from, from high school. She's getting ready to go to college. How's she feeling? You know, things like that. Okay. Be a person, not a transaction. All right. So again, I hope that these 10 tips uh, really helped you just kind of recenter yourself in terms of your priorities when you're talking to people and what you can do uh, to, to be able to communicate with people effectively to really, really solidify and enhance those relationships. Um, I, again, I'm going to open up the Q&A, but, but just to recap, if anybody wants these slides, reach out to Jesse or Autumn. I know that this is going to be on the podcast. So once they publish that, um, you know, you're going to be able to listen to this as well. Um, but, but thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, does anybody have any questions on what we talked about? No, I'm good. Appreciate it. Thanks for the presentation. You bet, Sean. Have a wonderful day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.